Welcome, fantasizers, and welcome to episode two of your Big Fat Fantasy Podcast. I'm Anthony Bravo. And I'm Nicholas Logan. Uh, episode two, week seven. Uh, going to fill you guys in on the Sunday and Monday games. Uh, we have a big segment, big news in the NFL. So, and big uh, trade. Big trade. Big so trade. stay tuned for this one. Big bye weeks as well, so stay tuned. Yeah, we'll get started with today, our uh, Thursday our night football picks. hits and misses yeah. um, from Thursday. Yeah, and I'll start off with uh, Chris Olave, the guy that I was really high on, the only re- rookie wide receiver um, I was high on. Talked about him last episode. He was my pr- my first pick and my first hit. Had a 17.6 fantasy points. Had 14 targets, his most on the season. Seven receptions for 106 yards. Um, crazy thing about Chris Olave, uh, this is now his second game with 100-plus yards. All rookie wide receivers only have one game with 100 yards and that was garrett wilson in week two when he had 102 yards so even that game he hasn't beat out chris Olave, who had 106 this last thursday and then 147 in week two so playing like the best rookie wide receiver in the draft um and right now chris Olave averaging 15.58 fantasy points per game right now sitting as the wide receiver 10 because of the thursday night football um, performance yeah Olave definitely the the star of the rookie receivers and I'm going to go with my first hit. It's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, didn't miss a beat. You know, it looked like he wasn't even suspended for all these games. Uh, he had uh, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 103 yards for 20.3 PPR points. So him and Kyler were on the same page all night. Um, he was, you know, immediately a wide receiver one, especially with uh, Hollywood Brown out. And yeah, um, I like a, a, a big game I was expecting and a big game we saw from DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, sir. Um, and that leads me to my... Uh, Just wish he scored a touchdown. But yeah, yeah, but still a big game. Still a big, big game. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I had Chris Olave and DeAndre Hopkins in my uh, underdog bet slip. And uh, this ne- my other pick right now is Alvin Kamara, who was a hit, but he didn't hit in my underdog bet slip. I know I made the TikTok. I apologize because Chris Olave hit DeAndre hit. And I thought Alvin Kamara was going to hit, but I totally forgot that underdog is a half PPR scoring. Yeah. But if it was full PPR, Alvin Kamara would have done the over, and I, I would have won some money. If you guys tailed me, would have all won money. But Alvin Kamara, he did hit for me um, for my Thursday night pick. Had 17.5 fantasy points, 11 carries for 49 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, uh, and had nine targets uh, and caught seven of them for 56 yards, so had um, over 100 yards of uh, total <clears throat> offense. Um, he's averaging actually seven targets per game right now, which is third in the year, uh, third on the year amongst running backs. Um, he's only behind Austin Eckler, who's first in the league with 8.2, and CMC, who's 7.2, who we are going to base kind of this show around. Um, but yeah, Alvin Kamara gained seven Big targets trade. a game, third in the NFL right now among running backs. Yeah, Alvin Kamara definitely going off. Uh, I'm going to call this one a hit for me. Uh, t- my boy Taysom Hilly, he got uh, Taysom Hill got 10.2 PPR points. Completed both of his pass attempts for 48 yards, rushed three times for nine yards, and caught a touchdown, a three-yard touchdown in uh, the Thursday loss to the Cardinals. So, Taysom Hill, uh, we don't see a tight end used in in this way at all. He's like any player, yeah, any player in the NFL. He's the only like hybrid player that can play tight end, that can play quarterback, that can rush, running back, be a running back. Yeah, and then when when he gets that hole uh, as a quarterback, and you know he's gone, he, yeah. he's just too fast. Yeah, and he's big and strong. Yeah, yeah, and he's like six five, so it's hard to stop a guy like that. Reminds uh, me of like the guy from uh, was it Longest Yard, where he's like, "That's how a white man runs a football." That's, <laughs> that's like that's Taysom Hill right there for sure. <laughs> that is that's crazy, but 
Yeah, Taysom Hill, man. Um, yeah, like you if said, you have him in hit. best ball, you're you're yeah. you're I drafted you're him a luck. lot in best ball in just luck. in yeah. case for those games that he might have a rushing touchdown or receiving yeah. touchdown. Especially, I remember even you telling me like yeah. I'm gonna draft a lot of Taysom Hill. You have a lot, especially because I got stock. him in. You get him in the last two, three rounds. You know that's a good, better than yeah. other receivers or running backs or quarterbacks are getting. Yeah, like, and a lot of guys aren't thinking like, oh, Taysom Hill, he's gonna be a quarterback. Yeah. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna People be everywhere. Gonna get him. People are just thinking he's gonna be. Oh, he's a tight end now. He's gonna be a tight end. So, but definitely a hit for yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom if you had him Hill. in your tight end. Ten points isn't a lot for a running back or receiver, obviously not quarterback, but for a tight end, especially this year. Yeah. That's enough points to um put put an advantage over your opponents. But um going to my last pick, my only miss of the Thursday night game was uh Rondell Moore had four point ten fantasy points, only one catch for thirty one yards, had only two targets, um was getting seven point seven targets per game before this last game. So just a big miss for uh Rondell Moore and a big miss for me. <clears throat> yeah, a big miss for me as well, going with uh, Arizona Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz. Only had 6.1 PPR points, uh, four, tar- four targets, two receptions, 21 yards. Did have a nice two-point conversion, uh, two-point conversion, but nonetheless didn't really do much on the field. Yeah, and um, that will conclude our Thursday night uh, picks. Um, we'll finish the episode with our Sunday and Monday picks, but we just wanted to talk about the big news in the NFL, I'm sure all the buzz that's uh, going around is obviously the Christian McCaffrey trade. CMC, man. Yeah. No longer in Carolina. No longer in Carolina. Um, he's actually staying, going back to the Bay Area. He went to college at uh, Stanford University. Yeah. Um, I looked it up today. Stanford University um, from to Levi Stadium is only like a 15-mile drive. So he's going to be very close to where he was dominating in college, you know, Five, six Isn't years the coach ago, so. like uh, his his dad's friend or something? No, I didn't. That who? Uh, um, yeah, I read something about about like one of the coaches that uh, coached Christian McCaffrey when he was. No, oh, yeah, he was yeah younger or something. Probably. Yeah. Some some a lot of times that happens. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, and I and I heard that's a big reason why the 49ers were favored to get him. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, we were talking uh, earlier saying I I don't think I've ever I don't remember ever a trade happening in the middle of a season. Um, like for a player of like that magnitude, like you see it in baseball, you see it in basketball, like teams that are, aren't contending, they trade away their stars and they get draft picks or younger players. Or, And I've never seen a trade like this, especially since I've been playing fantasy football, definitely. I don't remember ever, anyone with any fa- fantasy relevance getting traded in the mid in the middle of a season, especially a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, and we're starting to see it a lot, um, you know, in, in you in know, NFL. in Especially the NFL this off yeah. season, you know. So yeah, we see we seen Devontae um, Adams get traded. We saw um, Tyreek Hill, Hill. Mark Cooper. So yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and this was never happening when you know, like pay- back in the Peyton Manning days, yeah. in the Philip Rivers days, this, this this stuff wasn't happening. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, we might see a lot more happen. Especially like three, four years ago, you know, I looked at like Le'Veon Bell today. I remember he missed the whole year because he didn't want to. <coughs> he wanted a contract extension yeah. instead of trading him away. They said, "All right, just sit out the whole year and go sign somewhere else." You know, and after that, that was pretty much the end of his career. So teams are starting to trade. They're starting to get um, draft picks in return. You know, living through the draft and. Carolina, they actually did get a lot of draft picks. They got um, a 23rd second, a 23rd third, and a 23rd fourth rounder, and a 24th uh, fifth rounder. So four uh, picks for a guy who's a 26. But if you're a CMC owner, I would not say – I say CMC is probably at his highest value right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. Because a lot of people, especially we talked about it earlier, saying, well, Devontae Adams' ADP dropped off this year. Tyree Kill's ADP dropped off this year. Um, Amari Cooper's ADP dropped off this year. And – 
because they're going to new teams with iffy quarterback situations or not as good quarterback situations they had on their old teams, and they're having as great a seasons as they were having in, on their old teams, if not yeah. even better. Like Tyreek Hill is the number three receiver. I think Devontae Adams is number five or six. Yeah. And Amari Cooper is a borderline wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver so, 11 right now. And, you know, these are guys that, you know, people didn't want to take a chance on because they had new situations. And CMC, I don't think his new situation is going to be anything but Different. great for him. It's, no. He's going to Especially in off. this run-heavy o- offense yeah. that the 49ers are. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, kind of built for him like um they're gonna they're gonna be running a lot of run plays of course but it kind of gets me thinking like are they gonna be running like screen passes is, mm-hmm. is jimmy d gonna be running screen plays for christian mccaffrey are they gonna be throwing little plays to like kiddo and Ayuk? you know i feel like the the whole offense is gonna get you know yeah revamped. and even like like they have debo samuel who's probably the best wide receiver that plays running back and now they get christian mccaffrey who's probably the best running back that plays wide receiver so <laughs> yeah when you have like those two pieces together yeah. on a team like you can just run a whole offense like it's gonna be scary for the nfl and like jimmy g i feel like is the perfect quarterback for a team like that guy who doesn't throw the ball deep a lot who just doesn't get a lot of shutdowns and if you look here right now, Christian McCaffrey, he's third in the NFL in yards after catch with 300 yards after catch. And Debo Samuel, he's seventh in the league, tied seventh in the league with 217 yards after the catch. So these are guys that just catch and they just start running, 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 running. They make big plays. And I think Jimmy G is just the perfect quarterback for, for, for a team like like the Niners, especially with the team where they have like Kyle Jusich, Juice, if you want to call him, probably yeah. one of the best fullbacks, who's also versatile. They have George Kittle, probably one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Like, if you're a George Kittle fantasy owner, you're probably upset because he's blocking most plays and yeah. getting targets. Um, they have Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the NFL. So, a lot yeah. of big blocking guys on that team and a lot of guys that can catch and run. Ayuk, especially after last game, looked good. You know, he's yeah. quick and it's, it's going to be a, a fun team and, like, and we we talk about the Niners how they go with the hot hand and as soon as Jeff Wilson had his worst game of the season, they go and they trade for the best <laughs> yeah. one of the best running backs in the NFL. So yeah, they, they wasted no time. Jeff Wilson no time out of a job. Elijah Mitchell yeah. out of a job. Like and we're always saying how like San Francisco is always switching out their running backs. So There's going to be a running back there and not going to yeah, be and switching they, out. Like and that. Honestly, like even like we thought that, but even last year they were running a lot all Elijah Mitchell and even yeah. in the draft they went they got Ter- Tyrion Davis Price after they. Drafted Trey Sermon last year. They got rid of yeah. Sermon. Um, Tyrion Davis-Price hasn't even seen the field. Uh, nope. Elijah Mitchell's hasn't. injured. They brought in Jeff Wilson, and he's now out of a job. And if when Elijah Mitchell comes back healthy, he's going to be out of a job. Like, and it's going to be all Christian McCaffrey. Like, They're going to yeah. go with the hot hand. It's, Christian McCaffrey's never going to have a cold game. And if he, even if he does, you're not going to trade four four picks to make it a a running back committee over there. Yeah, he's going to be the bell guy. He's going to be the main to, guy. Yeah, to win And even something. if they do throw in like a Jeff chip. Wilson or Elijah Mitch, I can see them throwing Christian McCaffrey like in the slot or something. Or yeah. Out at wide out somewhere. And know. I was able to do a fact, a fact check on that fact I said earlier. So Christian McCaffrey is joining Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan, who's mm-hmm. his dad, coach Christian McCaffrey's father, Ed. Oh, okay. That's so, what yeah. it was. So, so that's what it was, yeah. A big connection there. So you know that yeah. they're going to rely heavily on that. Christian McCaffrey, his daddy's gonna have to make a call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's exciting yeah. times for the. If you're a Niners fan, CMC owner, a Debo owner, any of those fan, like the offense is gonna explode. I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I I think so. Especially as sure. good as their defense has been. It's this just year. gonna open. It's gonna open up everything because they never had a wide receiver who who who's like this. They yeah. never had a receiver or wide. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, a running, running back, back who's yeah. like this, who can play wide receiver, who who catches the ball so well, who can break tackles. He's like the best back, Rece- yeah. running back yeah like you can get 
Yeah, so exciting times there. And um, and the only reason he's not like one, one running back one is because he was on the Panthers. So Yeah, and he was still, I think, the number three running back right yeah, now. So. Yeah, yeah. He should be able to blow up, and as bad as the Panthers' offense has been, which we talked about on our last show especially. Yeah. I mean, he's going to join a better offense with a better uh, offensive-minded coach especially. So Yeah, Yeah. and and that just gets me – that just gets me worried about Elijah Mitchell owners such as myself. Mm -hmm. Like, what what are you going to do if you have Elijah Mitchell in redraft? What are you going to do if you have him in dynasty? Um, my, my personal advice, like if you have him in redraft and you have a little bit of extra depth, you know, go, go and get your, go and trade yourself for a, a wide a running back. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like maybe like a JK Dobbins. Yeah. Someone you could stash. Maybe someone you can back. stash. Yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Brian Robinson, mm-hmm. some someone guy who hasn't popped off yet. Ceiling, that's, yeah. that's bound to pop off. So, yeah. And even like a Tony Pollard, who I'll talk about in a bit, or some, yeah, someone Tony like Pollard. that who hasn't really popped off. So, yeah, yeah depending on how much depth you have, I say you definitely go and and you find a replacement for Elijah Mitchell. If you're a dynasty owner of Elijah Mitchell, and no he's value. like your running back too, it might be time to start rebuilding that running back room, brother. Yeah, start trying to trade some receivers and get some running backs, or just get some picks and yeah. draft next year, like the like way the me. Panthers are gonna do too, and like. Hey, I'm it. going through this, man. I'm yeah. going. I'm going through this pain with your Elijah Mitchell owner. Yeah. So and like take advice. Tough. Take advice from the Panthers too. Like they went. And they're like, all right, we're not contending. We're gonna trade our best running back. Like if you're playing dynasty leagues or obviously dynasty leagues, like if you have that one running back that people are asking about, just trade him away. Get some draft picks. I know it's different than NFL, obviously, because with those draft picks, you can get defensive players and yeah obviously you, you can get offensive linemen with those picks and you yeah know, positions that are you know but tr- start trading away like a christian mccaffrey for a, for a young rookie that hasn't done anything like you said brian robinson and maybe get some picks like just start taking that advice like sometimes you just gotta suck it up like the panthers and say hey you know, like we're not contending let's uh start building for the, the future yeah yeah, if, if if you have an Elijah Mitchell in Dynasty, it just it hurts so much more. I feel like because you 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 draft this guy thinking he's gonna have you know really high potential, and then he one Christian McCaffrey trade happens, and then he's just you yeah. know a nobody anymore. Yeah. He's just a nobody now. And I was <laughs> saying to you earlier, I'm like the only people that if you're an Elijah Mitchell owner, like the only people you can probably convince a trade to is like a Christian McCaffrey owner right now. Like someone at CMC, <laughs> yeah. I would go hit his line and be like, hey bro, Elijah Mitchell, CMC's kind of been injured last year. <laughs> yeah. Like Elijah Mitchell's hit the handcuff now and yeah. and just only t- handcuff t- t- value take him for a second now. round pick or a third round pick or something. Just try to get something out of Elijah Mitchell for, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's too late. So but, Yeah, try to trade him if you can. If you can't, you need a replacement for sure. Yeah, so. definitely. Um but yeah, that's like what we just want to, of course, talk about the big news in the NFL, the CMC trade. Um, but just like he's going back to the Bay, there are some big quarterbacks that are coming back this weekend. Uh, first off is uh, Dak Prescott. He's um, coming back for his first game since week one, where he injured his thumb. Um, fantasy upside, obviously, for the Dallas pass catchers is going to go up. Like yeah, Cooper uh, Rush did fantastic as you know backup quarterback. Won, won some games. Won last one game. Um, so Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb should be able to benefit. Of course, CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver, is a wide receiver 12, I think 13 now, since I said Chris Olave jumped in, but with Cooper Rush, when, when Dak comes back, he should be bouncing in the, within the top 10, top seven, five 
among receivers, I believe, especially if Gallup's there now. Yeah. Prescott didn't have Michael Gallup there in week one, so it's going to open up the field for CD. And obviously Dak is still one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL, um, and if not even in fantasy. like In both of our redraft leagues, Dak got dropped. I picked him up right away, and I just stashed him on IR. And now he's coming back this week, and... Hey, you know, no, that's, that, a that's, a, you. that's a sixth, seventh round pick that I was able just to yeah. dra- draft him, pick him up for nothing. Just drop some backup player I had and just stash him on IR and he's coming back and he should take off and yeah. continue his QB1 status that he's had his whole career except for the one year where he got injured. And even yeah. then he was the, a QB1 before that happened. So It's always nice when you can take advantage of someone's ignorant move yeah. like that. Even one of my friends, I forgot there was an IR. It's like, well, well I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, I remember. That's why I picked him up. And another guy that I, ha- I have rostered, another guy that if you have rostered or if he's on waivers right now or if you don't have a tight end, go trade, go pick up Dalton Schultz right now. He is going to uh, – be I believe as good as he was last year when he finished as a tight end three. Mm-hmm. Um, he's slacked it this year because Dak hasn't been on the field. Schultz did miss two games this year with some injuries, but he's healthy now. Dak's coming back. Like I said, Gallup's there, CD's there. It's going to be a whole bigger um, opportunity for Dalton Schultz. Yeah, everyone's ceiling just gets higher with Dak there. Yeah, exactly. So if Schultz is on waivers, like I said, if, if he's on, like, I'm starting him this week and I've started him the last two weeks and he's got last two times he's put up zero points for me but yeah. i still kept him i held on to him i'm sure people have dropped him people are looking to trade a very very buy low candidate right now dalton schultz like i said tight end three last year right behind mark andrews and travis kelsey and if you look at what dalton schultz does when dak prescott's on the field um in week one he had 13.2 fantasy points he had nine targets seven receptions for 62 yards and week one he finished as a tight end six so that as soon as Dak went out, he dropped all the way down to now the tight end 52. So obviously no tight end relevance. Like I said, it's probably why he's on waivers in a lot of leagues. Um, and even if you go back to um, last year where he was a tight end three, and then if you go back to even 2020, the year that Dak got injured in the first five games with um, Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz was averaging 10.3 fantasy points per game. Once Dak went out and they were running with backups, Dalton Schultz went down to 8.6 fantasy points per game and still finished as a tight end 12 that year based off, obviously, those first five weeks where he was had that chemistry with Dak. So go get yourself Dalton Schultz. Put him in your lineups this week. Trade for him. Pick him up. Whatever you got to do. Another guy I would say to, um, like I said, Tony Pollard. Um, I know he hasn't been what a lot of Tony Pollard um, by drafters probably thought he would another guy's probably on waivers or another guy you can buy low right now tony pollard um in week one he played 55 percent of the snaps and that was when dak prescott was the quarterback and then after that he had no more week um where he played 44 percent of the snaps zeke was on the field most of those weeks in week one that was zeke's lowest percent of snaps he had 58 percent of snaps and then after that he had no week less than 61 so Pollard was the main back in week one. Zeke wasn't. And obviously when the backup came in, they relied more on the veteran back to try to get the offense going. And Zeke did have a couple of good games. Um, but I think with Dak there, they're going to trust the quarterback more and run Pollard out more. Obviously he's the pass catching back of that backfield. Yeah. So all the pass catchers are just going to benefit with Dak coming back. Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard. And even though Zeke and Dak are obviously like really, really good friends, you know, Sometimes just winning football games are more important. I think Tony Pollard on the field gives the Cowboys their best chance at winning games. Um, So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
just go get some of those guys. Another guy that's coming back, your boy Tua uh, Tungvaloa. Um, actually, right now, Tua, he has the best um, second-half passing rating in the NFL. He's at 135.7. The Dolphins, 3-0 and with Tua, 0-3 without him. So, obviously, the Dolphins are better with Tua on the field. And, obviously, yeah. the Dolphins as a team are better with Tua on the field. I mean, even Tyreek Hill um, was a little better without Tua. He had 21.8 fantasy points per game with Tua there. And then he went up to 22.9 without Tua. But Jalen Waddle is going to be the biggest bent. Um, has the biggest benefit, yeah, yeah. With, with Tua coming back. He was averaging 24.3 points with Tua. Without Tua, 9.4 points per game without Tua. Yeah, so he's definitely Tyree missing Kill, his A lot of times you see that with backup, they just rely on that wide receiver one. That's all they throw. Yeah. That's why Cooper. That's why CeeDee Lamb was able to maintain his wide receiver one status because yeah. obviously they're just going to throw him. He's yeah. old reliable, you know. Yeah, not but, to mention Hill's like a yards after catch machine. Yeah, another guy that's – I think he's like – and the way we talk about CMC and Debo, Tyreek Hill, I think I think he might be tied with Debo, if not definitely in the top five. Yeah. So, and Waddle's almost the same way. I know he's kind of been a little banged up, um, but Waddle will benefit a lot with Tua. Get him back into your lineups if you yeah. kind of slipped I'm off. I'm trying to see those guys them. score 40 pieces again. Yeah, they scored 40 that one week. Yeah. That's the only time in, like, NFL, in, I think, fantasy history where two receivers hit 40-plus points. I don't think remember that ever happening. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. But, yeah, Dolphins are going to get better, and, like, even now, like Tua, I think they kind of have like their identity now in the running back game. Because when Tua was starting the first three weeks, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert were splitting the backfield. If you look at the first three weeks, um, Raheem Mostert had forty. Um, sorry, he had um, twenty-four carries. Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds had twenty-three. So yeah, they were splitting the backfield without Tua on the field. Raheem Mostert has forty-seven carries. Chase Edmonds eight carries. So. Now they know who their running back is. I know they play, paid Chase Edmonds a lot of money, but Mustard is that guy. Yeah, Mustard's the guy now. So now they, they obviously now that they know that they're, who their quarterback's going to be. Obviously they yeah. know it's Tua. Like I said, they weren't winning games with them, and they know Raheem Mostert's going to be that guy. So you get that stability in the backfield. You get that stability at quarterback, and your receivers are obviously some one of the fastest, best duo in the league. That offense going to explode. Um, another guy, Raheem Mostert. Try to buy low on him now yeah. if you could. Um, yeah before just, it's too late yeah so just some some of those guys um just look for and then uh another guy that's coming back this week probably won't have the fantasy output that Dak prescott and tua will have but mac jones is coming back they said for the monday night game um i'd be careful with starting him um especially if you're in a super flex i might have to take him out this week just because he might not start that monday game but if he does he is coming back i know bailey zappy had a historic start to his career yeah um he won both of his starts. He's the only rookie quarterback in the Super, Super Bowl era to win both his first starts and have a passer rating over 100. In both those starts, he had a perfect passer rating. It's crazy. And right now, he is the highest in the NFL in passer rating with a minimum of 70 pass attempts at 111.4 passer rating. So he looked good. We said it might, maybe yeah. it might be a Tom Brady, Drew Bledsoe situation where – this yeah. rookie comes in and takes over, and we never hear from Mac Jones again. But they already said that they're still going to go back to Mac Jones, but all it takes is a couple bad games from him. Yeah, for them and then to go it's back the Bailey Zappi Bailey show. show. And even Mac Jones right now, two touchdowns to five interceptions. Bailey Zappi, four touchdowns to only one interception. So another team that now they have their identity. Obviously, Damian Harris is going to come back this week, but Bill Belichick did already say that Ramondre is going to be there they're down they're every cow. round yeah they're yeah, bell, they're bell cow. Cow. so and he's looked the part he's had two great games without harris there 
Um, so they kind of have their identity. Of course, the receiver situation is a little sticky. I know like Elson Aguilar had one good game. Devontae, uh, Devontae Parker. Parker had a good game. Um, Jacoby Myers might be the, the, their best option, but even like last week, like the rookie Tyquan Thornton had a really good game. I think he had like two touchdowns, one receiving, one Where's running. Where's Kendrick Bourne at? I don't know. I looked him up today. He's he's played. He's still healthy, but they, they just don't use him like they were last year. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, hmm. so Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, obviously the re- receivers on New, uh, in New England don't really have any fantasy appeal. Maybe yeah. Jacoby Myers is like a flex, a, a second flex option, wide receiver three type guy, but... um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But definitely Dak and Tua coming back makes the Dolphins and uh, Cowboys and Dolphins a lot better. Mac Jones hopefully can uh, get back to how he was his rookie year where yeah. you know, led him to the playoffs. So. Yeah, I hope those guys come back strong, man. I want to see CD drop 40 bombs. I want to see Waddle and, mm-hmm. and Tyreek drop 40 bombs. I want to see all those guys succeed. So Yeah, it should be fun. And a lot of the guys, like I mentioned, are some buy, buy low candidates right now. So Yeah. For sure, some guys you can get in your fantasy leagues, on your fantasy teams, and help you win a fantasy chip. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna conclude that segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go into our picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna go with my first pick, uh, Michael Pittman. I believe I've picked him once on this show, and he didn't hit. So I'm gonna predict him to hit this time. Yeah, that was for a Thursday night game. That was for a Thursday yeah. night game. Uh, so he's going against Tennessee. Coming off a monster game against Jacksonville, uh, had 13 receptions, 134 yards for 26.4 PPR points. Uh, Tennessee actually uh, faced the Colts in week four and held Michael Pittman to 6.1 PPR points. So yeah, I think that uh, week I picked Michael Pittman. So. Yeah, and I believe he was on the field 10% less than uh, he usually than he mm-hmm. was last week. So mm-hmm. uh, he'll he'll be hopefully on the field for 99% of the snaps this game, and hopefully we see him go off against the Tennessee Titans for a revenge game. Yeah, and they are a lot better when he's on the field. Matt Ryan just had his best game of his career. Yeah. Or not career, but the season. Jonathan Taylor's coming back, so we'll see what happens. Um, My first pick's going to be Jalen Waddle, the guy I just talked about. Still the wide receiver seven right now. We talked about the points per game with Tua and without Tua, so Tua's coming back. Jalen Waddle should have a big game, especially against the Steelers' defense that is uh, last in the league against wide receivers. They're allowing 45.26 points per game to wide receivers, so like you said, maybe this is a chance for Waddle to hit that 40 and – yeah, we'll see. I know um, I picked two wide receivers. Um, I picked Chris Godwin last week against the Steelers, and he had a good game. So I'm going to pick – I think like every week I'm going to pick a receiver against the Steelers' defense at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard not to pick a yeah. receiver against that defense. So uh, that's going to bring me to my second pick. It's going to be Kenneth Walker going against my L.A. Chargers. Um, had 97 yards, one touchdown last game. Uh, he's a potential breakout candidate. Uh, 69% snap percentage against Arizona, and the Los Angeles Chargers are in the bottom 23 in uh, rush yards allowed per game. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm predicting Kenneth Walker to have a big game against my Chargers. Yeah, uh, that'll lead me to my next pick. I'll pick a running back as well. Um, probably be my 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 sleeper pick. I guess you can say it's gonna be Kenyon Drake coming off his best game of the season. Had 19.7 fantasy points last game. And uh, should be the main backfield out of that uh, Baltimore Ravens team with J.K. Back Dobbins out, out for the next four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, the backfield, he should be the main yeah. guy out that backfield. Um, like I said, Dobbins is out. Kenyon Drake with the game he had last week should be the running back to roster to start. If he's done waivers, pick him up now. Last week had 119 yards on 10 carries, 11.9 yards per carry, and he found the end zone. 
Um, this week he is facing the, a Browns team that is fourth worst in the league against the run. They are allowing 28.27 points per game to running backs. And just a little funny, uh, crazy stat that I saw about Kenyon Drake. Um, last week, it was week six. He had 19.7 fantasy points that week. Actually, he Kenyon Drake, the last three years, his best week of his, of his fantasy season came in week six. 19.7 last year, uh, this last week. And 2021, he scored 24.3 points. Oh, sorry. In 2021, he scored 21 points. Yeah, he scored 21.3 points in week six and 21. And in 2020, he had 24.3 points in week six. So week six, Kenyon Drake. The week six king, Kenyon Drake. If he's still in the league next year, start Kenyon Drake week six. That's going to be his best. But hopefully he can continue it uh, in week seven. That's why I picked him. So So, so change his name to week seven, Kenyon Drake, if he goes off (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) Week six, Kenyon Drake. (laughs) Uh, Nick picked a Baltimore Ravens player, so I'm going to pick a Cleveland Browns player, going with Amari Cooper. Uh, right now, Amari Cooper is the wide receiver 11 in PPR. He's the clear-cut number one in Cleveland, and he's actually scored a touchdown in four out of six games this year. So, And uh, in all those four games where he scored a touchdown, he's seen 10-plus targets. So, uh, Baltimore defense is allowing the fourth-most fantasy points to wide receivers this year this year so i'm projecting uh mario cooper to just have a nice game go off yeah um i'm, I'm gonna go back to wide receiver i'm gonna pick uh terry mclaurin you like to call him terry scary um right now the wide receiver scary 32 terry. yeah scary terry uh, wide receiver 32 um his first three weeks he was scoring 14.06 fantasy points per game last three weeks only 8.1 fantasy points per game but i think he is due for a big game uh, especially with taylor heineke coming into the uh QB role, um, found McLaurin a lot last year. McLaurin finished as wide receiver 25, so I think he's going to have a, a game where he's probably putting up 15-20. I know McLaurin has, does better with Jahan Dotson on the field, but he has been limited at practice, allowing him and Taylor Heineke to obviously you know, get some reps in together. But um, even if Jahan Dotson plays or doesn't play, I still, want, I still think McLaurin has a, a decent game, big game uh, this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to actually go with a little surprising pick for this one. It kind of fits the theme of the show. Uh, it's going to be Bucks defense against the Carolina Panthers. Um, there's really nobody on the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. uh, outside DJ Moore. Uh, they did say that DJ Moore was a foundational piece to their franchise. So we'll see how that situation plays out. But I do not have any faith in this Carolina offense against the Bucks D. So that's why I'm picking them. Uh, they got Sean Murphy bunting out and Akeem Hicks out, but I still believe they're going to go off. So. Yeah, and if if the Bucks defense does have a good game, then so will my next pick, Leonard Fournette. If they're whipping on Carolina, they're obviously going to run the ball a lot, um, and Fournette will be the main guy to run the ball. So right, right now, Leonard Fournette, the, the running back five, 343 rushing yards this year, one rushing touchdown on 95 carries. Uh, has caught 32 of his 36 targets for 232 yards and three more touchdowns. He's facing the Panthers' D that is ninth worst in the league, allowing 24.65 points to running back. And Fournette averaging 18.9 fantasy points per game, so he should be around that 20-25 mark against a bad Panthers defense against the run. Uh, Leonard Fournette, my uh, fourth pick. Awesome, awesome. Awesome pick. I'm going to be going with... My boy, my tight end, Gerald Everett, for my last pick against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. 
He's actually the tight end nine on the year, and Seattle has surrendered the most PPR points to tight ends this year out of every team. So a uh, potential big game for him. Uh, Keenan Allen will be back, but you never know. They could uh, limit his snap count, especially with the hamstring injury. You always want to be uh, cautious with that. Mm. So I also think Mike Williams could also be a strong start candidate for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then my last pick is going to be uh, T. Higgins. Uh, right now the wide receiver, uh, 25. He was the wide receiver, 15, um, the first four weeks of the season. But then week five, he got an injury and then came back um, in week six. Um and still only had one less target than Jamar Chase last week. Uh, Jamar Chase finished the game with 32.2 points. Higgins Went only off. finished with 10.7 points. I believe one on oh, no, yeah. my hit. So he had a way better game, but only had one more target than yeah. Higgins did. Just had the touchdowns, had more, had big, big touchdowns. So T. Higgins, I think, um, should have a big game, especially when Jamar Chase has a big game like that. T. Higgins is always the main guy the next week. Happened in week one when Jamar Chase hit, ha- had his big game and T. Higgins came back. He had a big game. So and I feel like that fool doesn't care about like injuries too. He'll yeah. be injured and then he'll Shoulder, just shoulder ankle. He'll, he goes out. He'll there. be questionable the whole week and then he'll just come and play and, yeah. and go off. He just couldn't do it week five. He tried and played a couple snaps and had to come out and um, yeah. And if you look, T. Higgins going against the Falcons defense, which is third worst in the league to wide receivers, averaging forty one point forty points per game to wide receivers. And even last week, the wide receiver two in San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk. Went off for 28.3 fantasy points. So, if T. Higgins, wide receiver in two in Cincinnati, who I think is a more skilled receiver than Ayuk, should get around those numbers against uh, the Falcons this Sunday. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it's definitely going to be some fun games to watch this uh, yeah. this upcoming Sunday and yeah, Monday. For sure. But there are, like, a lot of big buys this week. So, I just want to talk about a lot of big guys that are out. You know, Josh Allen's out, the QB1, the QB3, Jalen Hurts is out. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is out, the QB10. Running backs that are out this week, Dalvin Cook, the running back 11, Miles Sanders, running back 10, Devin Singletary, running back 20. And if you think that's bad, wait till you see the wide receivers that are out. A.J. Brown, wide receiver 9, out. Stephon Justin Diggs, Jefferson. the wide receiver 1. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver 2 is out. J- Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver 4 is out. Gabe Davis, wide receiver 24 is out. Devontae Smith, wide receiver 16 is out. Adam Thielen, wide receiver 28 is out. And then two tight ends with... Fantasy relevance, Dallas Goddard, tight end five, he's out. Tyler Higby, tight end eight, he's out. And you talked about defenses um, and that they're going to go off. And even there's two defenses that are relevant that are out. Bill's defense isn't playing this week. Uh, they're the number one defense right now in fantasy. And the Eagles defense not playing. They're the fourth best defense in fantasy. And a lot of times when I just tell people, like, just drop your defense when they have a bye week. But I think with the Bills and Eagles, I feel like you should just stash them because especially like yeah. this early in the year, just stash them. It's only there's week a lot seven. of good players on that defense. You can't just, yeah, you can't, you can't just, just drop, drop them and just keep yeah. them. And then the rest of the year, you don't have to worry about a buy. You have your you have yeah. your defense. Just get a streaming defense for this week. Yeah, you're gonna have the to cut defense. You're gonna have to cut one of your sleeper players, but yeah, but someone's gonna jump on that defense. Players, yeah, as, next week someone's gonna jump right on the Bills and Eagles yeah. defense if you have them. So in a lot of a lot of games, I feel like are decided on how well your defense does. Yeah, a and lot, I'm not a big guy a on lot defense of either. Like if a kicker has a buy, that's not named like Justin Tucker. Like definitely drop your kicker and pick up another one. But yeah. I feel like defenses, like I used to be that way, but. Honestly, you just need to keep if you have a good demon like the Bills or Eagles that are putting up points like that. Like it, yeah. it makes a difference. I know, like a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying don't like go and trade for one of these defenses, but just yeah. keep them on your team. Like just leave them there. Just let them get yeah. through this buy and then enjoy them for the rest of the year and into playoffs. You know. Yeah. If my defense scores 20 within that week, I, I know I have a good chance at winning yeah. that week for sure. So, 
Yeah. If you have a good defense like the Bills or the Eagles, you definitely don't want to drop them for sure. Yeah. So yeah, don't obviously don't drop any of the other players, the tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. Don't have to mention that, but just you know, now's your time to dive into your bench. Obviously, I named a lot of notable players. Might be the biggest bye week for fantasy managers because yeah. there's a lot of relevant players. You know, a lot of you know QB ones, running back ones, wide receiver, tight end ones that are out this week and wide receiver twos that are out this week so if jimmy g's on your waiver wire you better go pick him yeah, up pick right him now up or go pick up like a <laughs> matt ryan or go pick up a Kenyon drake or yeah whoever go pick up like you know a street like a yeah. i don't know just a streamer because right if you like, went if you like you went, you went with the no quarterback method and and your team is good at wide receiver running back tight end and uh, jimmy g could be the key to your to your championship yeah. like yeah like they could be scoring a lot of yeah you know, he might be getting a lot of touchdowns you know like, yeah not, might not throw for a lot of yards, but, you know, doesn't turn the ball over that much. And, yeah, so right Especially now. Especially with week, this new weapon. Yeah, go pick up some waivers. You know, don't go on and uh, trade any of these guys because they're on a bye. Just, you know, get rid of, get get past this bye week. It's a big bye week for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of these players on my team. Important week for a yeah. lot of people. Uh, I know too. one of my teams, I had to rest like four, four guys this week that are playing. So just. Just go out there and look yeah. who's on the waiver chart. Start getting some streamers. Check those injury reports. You know, check if there's a running back out or receiver out that this wide receiver can benefit off of. And like a Wandell Robinson, we talked about. Maybe like a DJ Dallas. Yeah, could, some, you know, can see some touches. Some touches behind Kenneth Walker. Yeah, so just anyone that you can just anyone just start picking, looking for streaming guys, or just start using your bench if you have that depth now. Yeah, so that uh, concludes our second episode of our podcast. Please follow us if you haven't already. Um, we're also on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok. We're everywhere right now. Um, we're on the grind. Yeah, you're Big Fat Fantasy. You're BFF. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for listening in. I'm Nicholas Logan. I'm Anthony Bravo, and thank you all for the support. Thank you. We'll see you on the next one.